Radio. Yeah. I. Tell me your mind just said. Yeah. Play the song over plan. Yeah. Speaking on the world. Speaking on the topic. Y'all better not be flocking. No. Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it. 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 coming on and hopefully solo. Anyway, y'all, it's Friday. It is August 28th. It's almost September. And this week has been fucking crazy. A lot of truth this weekend. Not even this weekend, this week. And those of you, before we get into that, what we're going to be talking about on today's episode, this is Say Radio. It's a platform where we get to speak the truth and have conversations about how we really feel, think and feel about what's going on in our country, in our lives, in our in the world, in our family, a platform we have honest conversations. We're not here to change people's minds necessarily, but hopefully plant some seeds and you engage in conversations with people that think differently and move differently, simply because our world is made up with people that don't think like us. And we have to learn how to have conversations and maybe hopefully see things from a different perspective so we can come up with solutions, some solutions that will make sense for the majority of us. We're not perfect, but we have to do better. If you want to chime in tonight's conversation, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. You know, we got a lot of shit to talk about. It's a two-hour show. First hour, we're going to hit on the the Kenosha shooting, Jacob Blake. We're going to hit on the kids, 39 kids that were found in Georgia. And then in the second hour, we're going to lighten it up a little bit, talk about some sex and, and relationship topics. And... Um, but in the meantime, let's get this show started. Uh, Miss TB, DP, how are you guys doing? And can I you am hear doing me? great. Oh, my mic. Hey! Yeah, I can I hear you. It. Hey! Yeah, we can hear you. Hey! I love it. I love it. I love it. How you doing, DP? Man, you know, I'm good, you know, with all things considering, you know, hanging in there. You know, all things yeah, considered. Yeah, it's a good one. like you know, it's like every every week you turn on on the TV, something new occurred. So, got to make it do what it do and roll with the punches, I guess. Shit, we got no choice. Right. You know, we ain't got no choice at this point. You know, um, yeah, I want to just jump into to this the de-escalation process that's executed by these police officers is not fair, it's not consistent, and it's some bullshit. 
And, you know, I have been really pissed off this week. Um, on my social media, my private social media page, when at first Jake Blake, and you guys heard about, you know, he was shot seven times in the back. He was unarmed. He had mm-hmm. a white tank on and some jeans. He was shot point blank range by police officers. And I think there was three or four of them. Fully body armored, bulletproof vest, armed, and they shot him. And then I remember getting so much heat from black people and white people saying, had he just did this, had he just did this. So it was warned what the police did. And I'm just like, no. And then the next day, lo and behold, the Kenosha shooting. 17-year-old, fully armed with an AK, what? Walking down the street, not one cop shot at him. Not one cop tried to um, detain him. He was able to walk freely and shoot whoever he wanted to. And then still <laughs> was arrested fully, not not trampled, not stomped on, not necked, no injuries, brought into custody fully upright. I was a loss, I'm not at a loss of words, but to have these incidents, both incidents happen like so close together so you can see the differences. You see the differences. And you can see the logical eye and mind sees that the de-escalation process that was executed by these police officers are not consistent. How do you guys feel about that? We have Solo. Solo, how do you guys feel about that? About what now? So we're talking about the, the de-escalation process that these police officers are executing. One in the Jacob Blake um, um, case, not in the case, that circumstance, that situation, versus the, the Kenosha shooting. And how the police officers, they shot one man, T-shirt, that was not armed. Allegedly, he had a gun or knife, whatever, in the car. But he, and this T-shirt, white tank top, jeans, but he was shot point-blank range seven times in the back versus the Kenosha shooting, 17-year-old, whose mother drove him to a different state to commit these, this, this, this tragic incident. And he was walked past several police officers, and not one police officer tried to apprehend him, tried to detain him, tried to stop him. They walked, and they looked, and they watched him like, I don't understand had that been a black man or a black woman walking past a police officer fully armored, they would have been shot and killed. Uh, well, my whole take on it is um, I've been hearing about this shit on the, on the social media and all that, right? Um, now, before I get started, though, I got to ask you, now, do you want me to keep it real or you want me to just I do want you to keep it real. And I do want to tell our All listeners, right. and I'm don't mind this, I do want to tell our listeners that Solo, he is a a white male, Caucasian male, and but he speaks his mind very very fluidly, very with no problem. And this is 
a platform when you call in, and if you decide to call in, you can use a fake name, fake voice, but we want you to give your honest opinion. We cannot come up with real solutions if you're not authentic with your shit. So, Solo, with that said, go ahead. Just be real. All right, well, all this shit shit literally just happened, right? Yes. All right. So that's so that's my first damn thing, right? I'm I'm not one of the people that that's out here that's, that I don't jump the gun. I'm gonna let them go through all the court proceedings and processes and evidence and everything. Morticians do they? I'm gonna let all the shit come out first, and then I'll, you know, I'll I'll see what the fuck going on and what looked foul. And I I wasn't there, I didn't see shit, and I'm not just gonna jump the gun because it's popping on social media. And I'm gonna let every damn thing get the I'm gonna let the smoke clear. All the evidence get popping out, statements come out, and, you know, court proceedings for the dude to kill everybody. I'm going to see all this shit to come to light when all this said and done, the smoke clear. Then I'll be able to decipher whether, you dig what I'm saying, like what was fucked up in all these situations and what was warranted and what was not and what was this and what was murder and all this shit. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I just, I'm not a jump-the-gun type of guy. I'm not, I've never been one That's of those. Bullshit. I wouldn't That's want nobody bullshit. doing that to me. If I hurt somebody, I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. Just jump the gun like, oh, you know, they say you did this shit on social media, so we're going to say you did it. I like the evidence first. I'm sorry. I I don't just jump the gun on people. I've seen too many people I know personally, my people, that have got arrested and shit and locked up, and they lying like a motherfucker on the dude, but it's in the newspaper, so everybody in the town thinking this shit true. Then they go through the whole court process and find out that shit was bogus anyway. So I don't know yet. I don't like people lying and jumping the gun just because it's popular right now and trending on social media. That's crazy to me. I don't live in this era. Well, okay. Okay. So let's look at this. Let's look at this for what it is. So we have video footage. So motherfuckers saying something in the newspaper, you're right. If there's no video evidence and per- someone's just saying, then yes, your your method would indeed work. In, in how long the is the video footage? How long, well, the video footage has been out all week. It's been out since like it happened no, like no, Sunday no, night no, or no. something. I said, I said how long is it? I said how long is it? And what does it show? Okay. It shows 20 seconds. A guy going around a car. Oh, okay. And the cops Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, let me ask you this question. You, where are you at right now? But you're not at home. I mean, let's just say you're not at home. I'm at your house. Your wife is in the bed. All of a sudden, you FaceTime her, but you see 20 seconds of me Banging the shit out of her. Do you need all the evidence? Or is that 20 seconds enough good enough for you? No, because I wouldn't be able to get any damn way. That is a piece of evidence, and I, I, but I wouldn't be mad to come home and kill you. I don't check the pimp. I no. check the hole in there. I don't do that I, shit. I, 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 guess what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at, bro, is in that 20 seconds, you're able to make a judgment. And, and, and no, that but judgment but is bro, what we're, but, but, but what you're we're missing the fact here, dog. No, you, you, you talk, you're talking about somebody got their FaceTime in real live. I'm right. It's, it's happening right this moment. You ain't talking about a video clip off somebody's phone that they previously recorded that got put out, and God knows what happened to it and who chopped what when it happened. Hey, see, you're talking about two different things, but you can't put that shit in the same room. You're talking about something recorded live versus something that was pre-recorded, and now it's all out on the Internet, and I don't know what the fuck being remixed. I don't know what happened to it. It's two different things, bro. Let's be realistic, man. If you see me banging your girl and you see a and you you see me banging your girl, and you see a video. You're not gonna give a damn when it happened, fam. It's just the fact that I'm banging your girl. I, no, no, no. If, if it's live and you Facetime and I see the damn shit, that's one thing. 
But if it's a pre-recorded shit, and I know I got people that don't like me out here, and I know how people manipulate stuff these days with technology, I ain't just gonna just jump the gun. <clears throat> I don't jump the gun on people. I just don't do that. I'm not that. I'm not bred from that cloth. I don't jump the gun without knowing what the fuck really going on. But I don't like. That's how you fuck your life off. I don't do that. I'm not that stupid. Okay. So well, let's look at it this way. We're using your argument. You said you want all the evidence, right? So. I mean, I get that, but we're looking at all the evidence, and we look at even past situations. Ain't no evidence situations. yet. It shit ain't even went through the courts yet. The fuck you say? Ain't nothing it, came it, out yet I, but a goddamn 40-minute video. What the fuck you talking about? Evidence means I'm glad you asked what I'm talking about. I'm glad to clarify what I'm fucking I'm talking about is this. We got Jacob right, well, Blake, go ahead then. right? We have Jacob Blake. The end result is he's in the hospital, and he is now paralyzed. And he received seven shots. He he received seven gunshots to his back. Okay. Right. So that's the guy that got shot in the back seven times, the one that's paralyzed, right? That is that. That's the guy that got shot in the back. Of the Kenosha shooting. The aftermath of the Kenosha shooting. No, no. Shooting him in the back, I agree with that's some foul shit. I agree with that completely. Right. Kyle Rittenhouse, seventeen year old. After he killed two people and he has no gunshot wounds, he is not dead. He has no bruises to his body implemented by the police. So look at the aftermath of this of these two incidents. The Okay. Right. Okay. So solo, are well, you we keep, are you so saying we, that's, can we stay are you saying that's where you hold are you saying that that's where you hold your judgment up because you haven't seen all the evidence to why the young man was shooting? Is that is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, oh, I'm, like t- I'm were... talking about for the for the for the for the for the young kid that got arrested for killing people, and then the brother that got shot in the back. I don't know shit about none of these people yet. I'm 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 waiting till the smoke cleared. People stop, you know, talking, screaming, and hooping and hollering first, and everything <laughs> calm down a little bit before I can go decipher and go through the shit and be like, all right, yeah, this, these motherfuckers need to be buried under the prison. I, 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 there's a lot of okay. shit. I don't I don't like to just dive into shit because it's trendy. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm I play chess well, better. Than not that. a problem. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this simple question. What in life justifies a cop shooting anybody unarmed in the back seven times? I mean, I, mean, I just want no, to I already told you. I, I already told you. It don't. It, not, not oh, okay, nothing left, I'd say, all right, I ain't got a problem with that. But other than that, bro, no, there's no reason to shoot nobody in the goddamn back. No reason okay. at all. I agree. Okay. I, that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I agree with the part that the cops that shot that dude in the back like that seven fucking times, they all should be buried under the fucking prison. Like, they should be buried under the prison. Like, we all agree on that okay. completely. That's You don't do that. Motherfucker wasn't even facing well, so, you. You, know, so you don't even do no shit okay. like that. So, but at the so, same so time, though, we're going to keep keeping it real. I'll go real. back to my original huh? question. I'll go back to my original question. So mm-hmm. is the thing that you're reserving judgment on the young uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, shooting the three people and killing two, is, is that what you're reserving the judgment on until all evidence comes out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can respect that. That I can respect. I mean, because I, I don't know, because, I don't know a lot of murderous teenagers like that, so it's hard for me to just say the motherfucker was just out there on the killing frenzy. I don't know. I've never met a whole bunch of psychotic teenagers that just want to go kill them. I've never seen that in my life. I don't know. I ain't met one yet, so it's just hard for me to just jump the gun and be like, "Oh, this motherfucker's a serial killer. He wanted to go blow people off." Let's, let's be realistic. It don't matter if it's a teenager or an adult. If you cross state lines and you you leave to, to protect. Another business, not your business. Another business. What you, what, what, what you mean, protect the business? That, that's what he said he was there for. 
He said he was there to protect the businesses in Kenosha. A so teenager? if you cross what? your state lines, a, a teenager, yes. So if you cross your state lines, like he lived in Illinois, and he went over to Wisconsin to protect a business. You're there because you're waiting on something. Well, uh, well, okay, now, that's true, but let, let's also be fair here. How many of the motherfuckers that he had to go protect the business from was from out of town? Let, let's not just one side this whole shit. Every, there was a lot of people out of line in this whole situation. Let's let's do it across the board. We're not just going to cherry pick here. If he came out of town bro, to do some dumb shit like that, how many other motherfuckers was there bro, from out of town doing the same dumb shit he came to protect? You know what I'm saying? Let's be real about this. Let thing. me tell you something clearly. I own an AR-15. I own one. If I make Good. the conscious decision to put that motherfucker in my car, I'm going to use it. No one carries Absolutely. an AR-15 not to, not to use it. So so when you tell me that somebody says, especially, first off, you can't even own a gun in Wisconsin at 17 or possess Yeah, I don't, I don't know the gun laws in Wisconsin, Wisconsin. so I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. You can't. I'm from there. You cannot do it. Mm. So, so one, he's out, of, he's out of order here. The one thing I can say in the young man's defense. Now, this is DP. The shooting of the people was unwarranted, in my opinion. But the one thing that from every video I saw, someone was coming after him. And so do I think he should have took their lives according to the gun laws? No. Is he going to argue that he feared for his life? And is the prosecution going to argue that? Yes. But most importantly... He shouldn't have been there in the first place with a gun. I was just about to say that, though. Yeah, that's the first strike. You should. What the fuck are you doing? Who the fuck took you over across another fucking place to do? Like, whoa! That that's my I first you, big fucking it, red flag with that whole thing. I, I I tell you, his mama gave him the ride. Yeah, I blame the parents on that shit. Like, what the fuck you doing driving your son over to another uh, man with a gun that ain't even registered in it? Like, dude, that's my first red flag. See you know what I'm saying? I like to get evidence first before I just start talking shit. You dig what I'm saying? I, I, that's what I like to do. So now that I know that piece, I, I, I'm like, all right, it's looking more foul on that end. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? So, so I didn't want to come is, off the, the wrong way. The thing about it is me personally, it's injustice. I think the kid's going to get off. Because uh, from what I see, and I, I, I have my CCWs, I done took the gun safety classes and this, that, and the other. Everything that I see, I can see the prosecution twisting. Everything. Well, that depends, though, big dog, because uh, somebody on the opposing, the, the defendant side, I meant the plaintiff side of the people that's going to sue and take them to court for this shit and, and, and be in the courtroom about these things, all they got to do is, you know, argue the point that, he didn't have no business being at a place like that with a gun that's not registered in his name. He's under 18 years old. He's not allowed to have that. He shouldn't have been in. Now, they could argue that point, and they could, if they had good enough lawyers on that team, they could play that angle and really, really get him to look fucked up. Um, they could you, do that. You, you really can't. I, I, I mean, you can say that, but then the, the other evidence is, so if he's 17, he's got the AR-15, and, and, and he's trying to get away, why are you rushing him with no gun? I don't care who you is. I would yeah, never rush crazy. somebody with a gun. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of, especially a scared white teenager that's in a place like that. Yeah, I, that, that that was also, see, that's another damn red flag of mine. Like, what the fuck are these people doing running at a motherfucker, a, a teenager with a fucking AR? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I, everybody's yeah, I crazy mean, to me. And, and this whole situation, everybody's fucking crazy except the guy that got shot. Everybody's fucking crazy. 
Well, no, even the guy that gets shot is crazy because everybody, like I said, everybody that he shot at were the people who were running up on him. Like, I, like no, 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 I'm, I'm talking about the brother that got shot in the back. He he, the only one that ain't crazy in this oh. situation. Everybody else fucking nuts. I don't. Everybody else you talking about, I, I think they all fucking crazy. Everybody in this situation. Fucking crazy, yeah, and I wish yeah. the brother well. Though, you know, I hope he's able to regain his um his his, uh, his his feeling and all that, and be able to move, be mobile again, and all that stuff. You know, you don't shoot no damn body in the back, bro. Like for where we come from, that is that's some cowardice. You don't do nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn. Now, if they was a child, if he'd have been touching on little kids and shit, I'd have been like, I don't really care. All right, whatever. But this brother, if he didn't do that, you got no reason to be shooting nobody in the back. And why the fuck did they? As far as what I was told, he didn't have a gun on him at the time they shot him. Uh, so that's another big red flag is why you got these all these guns drawn on somebody that don't even have a gun on them, you know, and they got their back turned to you. Yeah. I mean, why why the fuck do cops even goddamn carry taser guns? I, me, me and my family members get in arguments over this shit. Why the fuck do cops even carry taser guns anymore? They they always pull the real joint out first. Like, what is that? But they like it. It's definitely unfair. You know, this thing is, it's, you know, and Miss TV, we haven't heard from you, but you know that de-escalation process that these officers are escalating is not fair. It's not just. It's not their job to play judge to determine who's guilty, who's not. Their job is when you see a, a person threatening the, the community, community, to a find out what's going on, detain the suspect and arrest them and bring them to trial. That's their job. That is your job. But I don't like people getting pissed off about uh, about starting a war. Like they knew they knew what they was doing. All these people involved in these situations, cops and civilians that start, they want to go to war with the they want to do that. Now they now they bitching about the casualties, part of the war that they wanted to happen. Like I don't see some of this shit is crazy to me. I don't understand the logic behind it. You wanted to go to war with the police. Now you got casualties involved with that, and now you crying about it. Like I, I don't understand that. No one wanted to go. We want no. As far as yeah. going to war with the police, yeah. it's to mm, me the they police. Do. When you, as an individual, as a civilian, and you make the decision, I want to become a police officer. I want to go through the training, go through the the the, the education to pr- protect and serve the community. You and regardless of race income, religion, I'm here to protect and serve. If I take that oath, that mindset of taking that responsibility, you have to keep that in mind when you have that position. You're held accountable. You're you're held to a certain level standard that's above civilian. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that the people that's involved in these things are not wanting to go to war with the police. You're not going to tell me that because that's a fucking lie if you do. You're not going to tell me the people starting all this is not wanting to war with the police. You're not going to tell me that. No, they're pissed off. They're pissed off because you know what? No, they wanted war. They got it. And now they daddy mad about it. It's not not mad. It's like because you're not – a person's not – you got paid who, to do a certain job. Who wanted – hold on, hold on. But if you're executing – People, unarmed black people, not bringing them to justice, arresting them and bringing them into justice. But your first reaction as a police officer, knowing you were trained and educated to protect and serve first, but you're choosing to execute, execute or try to execute black individuals. And yet, if you get a white individual in that same situation, 
they implement a protect and serve mindset when they yeah, like, yeah. you it's but you're preaching to the choir I agree with all that but we we gotta you said keep it real I'm gonna try to be I look at this as honest as I possibly damn can from every angle there there's a small minority of people in this country that wanted to go to war with the police. That's a very noisy small majority. That's why they seem like a majority. But it's a very noisy small majority of people that want to go to war with the police in this country. They're doing it now. They they got the war they wanted, and unfortunately, with war there comes casualties on every side. Are there so wait? So are there what we're seeing right now is people that want huh? to go. Are there white people or black people that want to go to yeah, war? Yes, no, you, you didn't hear what I said. There's a small minority of people in this country that want to go to war with the police. It's not a race on it. It's a small, minor, a small, noisy minority of people that want to go to war with police. They don't like police in this country. Most of them is criminals. They don't like. They want to get rid of policing. They want to get rid of all this shit. I can understand that. It, I'm, there's a lot of we got to fix a lot of that shit. But again, you don't, don't, don't. Let's not get sidetracked. They, there's a small minority of people that want to go to war with the police in this country. They started the war. They got the war. Now everybody that's got common sense and knowledge knows that when 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 you're in war, there comes casualties with war. Okay, so then when the body start dropping, I really don't have, I'm not real too damn sympathetic about, I'm sympathetic to the innocent people that get wrapped up in the middle of that shit that take casualties. I'm, I'm mad about that. But the motherfuckers that started the war that wanted it, I don't want to hear them shed not one fucking tear about none of that shit that they started. I don't want to hear it. I'm mad about the brother that got shot in the back that's paralyzed. He's a young, he probably was an innocent and all that shit. He probably didn't want to go to war with the police. He probably didn't know what the fuck he was even signed up. He, don't even, he probably was just out there doing, being around it while the shit was happening and got drugged right in the middle of the shit because it's a fucking war. That's an innocent casualty that happens in fucking war. That's what ha- I'm mad about that. But the people that's out there doing this shit that wanted the war, I don't have sympathy for not nail one of them. I don't ha- on either side, cops or the civilians that want it. I don't have a sympathy for either side of that that wanted that war. I don't have sympathy for them. They wanted war. They got it. Now they got to take the casualties, and, and we'll see who come out on top. I don't have sympathy for that. Mm. Say, say, radio. If you want to chime in, please do so by calling in six four six 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 eight two five seven four. Our very own Miss TV has wrote a book called "You Wasting Club Lines," and I do want to get. Your perspective, Miss TB, about this is although erasing color lines is ideal, and I um, and she had an interview that I watched thoroughly. I, you know, when you're dealing with people, and especially people in that high have higher political positions, like a police officer or anybody politically higher, that they do see color. And it, it, it kind of reminded me of the, if you guys saw the Black Panther movie, um, Black Panther, and when Black Panther and Killmonger was fighting, and Killmonger, he had a lot of anger. Black Panther, like, I, I'm not mad. I'm a, I get why you're angry, because your family, our family cheated you. And even though I want to talk to you, even though I want to be able to, you know, talk through this so we can get past this without the lines of discrimination. But if a person, the only thing they see is color, the only thing they see is hate, and you can't talk to that person. So they're going to typically put you in a, in a defensive mechanism that now i got to fight you because 
you're in the position as a police officer. You pull me over. I'm black, and now I'm unarmed, and you putting a gun at me. So he sees color, or she sees color. You don't see color. You know, you're trying to rationalize. Let's de-escalate this in a civil manner so we both end up alive. But if the person that you're trying to communicate with, they see color. I know you are black. I know you are Hispanic. I know that I don't like you because of your race, religion, or who the fuck I think you are. There's no reasoning with these people. So now it's going to force you to be either you or me. But because you're in a higher ranking, a police officer a political figure, you're going to get over me and then probably get away with it. So, like, and this is where our country is fading. We have these Kenosha police officers. The mother has not been charged. This boy has not been shot at. He is not dead. And they're justifying. And they're police officers and saying, and they're looking at us like, now what? What the fuck you going to do? But had that been a black person, a black child that they think has a gun, he would have had damn near 15 bullets in him. They shoot and up. ask questions later. Yep. So you so, can't even have a civilized so, conversation. So, Sandy, so you think that the conversation that I'm in is about seeing color? Erasing color lines, that's how I took it. So I want you to like, yeah. and how but do you then, understand? Then you, so, 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 so then you didn't listen because none of it had to do with whether you saw color or not. It is where you take an action from, and what actually has things look the way that they currently look. And you talk about color, and I'm talking about a line. Because right now, normally as human beings, we divide among a lot of things, and one of the things we divide along is color. And there's a mechanism behind that. So it's not about seeing color. It's about taking a cause because of a color in one way or the other. You hear the difference? I do hear the difference. But how do you, yeah. how would you, how would you, in the event of everything that went on this week, from one incident, the Kenosha shooting, until the Jacob Blake uh, shooting by the police, and your book, Erasing Color Lines, you know, and it's, we talked about it last week, as far as it's a person. Oh, somebody's out of line. So... And how to get everyone to be on the same page and look at these as human beings. Whether, you know, this human being, whether white, black, yellow, green, purple, if they're unarmed and they are, and the police is trying to de-escalate the situation, let's not shoot to kill. Let's seek to understand apprehend the suspect and detain, arrest them if necessary, but how to get everyone, especially the police, across the country on the same de-escalation process. And if the de-escalation process is not executed appropriately, that these police officers will be held accountable. You can't get a badge 
and you're not able and you and you're judging a person's guilt by their color. That's how do you exactly. raise color? So first so first of all, there's to get what actually is at play. And currently whatever you do is really just perpetuating the status quo. And it's all behind the mechanisms involved with how a view is created and how a view is used. And everyone normally thinks that a view is just something that at your winning will, at your control, you use in a conversation. Where basically it is formed by previous experiences and it perpetuates itself, which is why you repeatedly see the same thing over and over again. And it also creates the illusion of us versus them or this or that or me versus you. So whenever there's a stand currently inside of actions that are taken against whatever travesty, travesty happens because of race, there's a stance of you versus them. Yeah, which actually, which actually reinforces that whole mechanism that is in play because at any point in time, right, it's either they win or you win, and what is fought for, which is equity in that environment, is never available, not ever. So it's actually about creating a new view context to to attack these things from. And it's more in line with a when we look at it, instead of just standing um, how one race can benefit over the other or because of the other, it's how do we do it in a way that it's a win-win situation for everybody? And so that's a just more stroking it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and of so course, inside of that stance, that it, hold on. And of course, inside of the view that you're currently coming from, mm-hmm. what it looks like is that it's impossible because you have it that it's a you against them. And I'm just like figuratively speaking, or I'm a you like just to point out the division, right? Well, I wouldn't say it's impossible, and I wouldn't, don't want to take that thing. Everything there's a solution to everything, and my mindset would would come to mind as a solution to this 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 incons- inconsistent de-escalation process that these police officers use across the country that we have to have police to police the police. Does that make sense? We have to have police that police the police. So, and because it's a lot yeah, of times I, where I, you of get... Course in the, no, we don't. You, a lot See, of times I get that. And, 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 exactly. From your view, Sandy, that's all. That's what you think is available. I'm I mean, offering you not so much. It's the only solution because I know there's, there's police officers that blow the whistle on... on Bullshit that happens within their in their precinct, okay? And then they bo- they blow the whistle and they get shamed or punished for 
for speaking up against Ron. So it's like, as a police officer, they and they, if you are truly a good, like, I, they really take their oath seriously. I'm here to protect and serve the community, regardless of your race, religion, or the community I'm protecting. I'm here to protect first and serve first. They're not here to let me just shit on people because I'm, I'm pissed and I got a badge. So they are really good cops. There are very good cops out there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of the bad cops are being highlighted across social media. And so do you do you hear it in your conversation? Do you hear the us? Do you hear the them against the, that against that this against that or something? You don't hear that in your conversation. You're you're dividing the good cops versus the bad cops. I mean, that's just what it is. If you if you don't see that, no, it's I, not just what it is. It's a view. I'm, I'm not. So this, all I'm pointing to, Sandy. All I'm pointing to is that we're, and I get it perfectly, right? But with the, the space that you're coming from is what perpetuates the division that we create a, across everything. And I'm talking about that mechanism, but I'm using race to have that conversation. Okay, what do you guys think? Um, it's not the good cop and the bad cop. You, you. Go ahead. What do you guys think about what what Miss TV said? You know, I, I, again, I'm. I don't feel like. Well, I personally, I see hear what you're saying, Miss TV. I'm Miss Sandy. She's saying I'm. My mind thinks he's causing division. But my division mindset comes from what I see. I see a division. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about No, it. hold on for a minute. But that doesn't mean that you have to perpetuate it. That doesn't mean that it's the only thing that's available. Hold on for a minute, right? And I get it perfectly, and it's exactly, you are actually, how you say it, reinforcing what I'm saying, right? Is that? You think you see, but you don't see. We are not built like that as humans. We interpret what we see. We well, interpret I'm what we hear. I get it. But for me, Miss Sandy, I'm just saying there are good cops, good cops that I feel that took on this job to protect and serve their community as fair as they can. Then I also see that there's bad disputing. cops. I'm not, that's, that's not disputing. I'm not disputing that. I'm not, you yeah, I know that. Opinion. It's yours against my opinion, right? I mean, I, I don't know where you, what if you don't <laughs> see the difference. Or you, yeah. exactly. But, 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 I mean, you, you make it clear, right, that you have a stand about something versus something else that's available. Okay, so we're going to get back to and this. And that's exactly what I'm pointing to. If we're looking at, if we're looking at Jacob Blake well, and we're looking at the Kenosha well, shooting, I think that's just, I think that's just, the think that's the just society and the way we've been raised. It was different, okay? I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the same. Because had it been the same, if the police officers reacted in the way in, they did in the Kenosha shooting to the Jacob Blake um, incident, both suspects would be standing and walking, you know, it would be a joint. It would be simultaneous. But that's so but that's, in, but that's not in regard, in, 
in regards to what Miss TB is saying, DP, because I'm obviously missing something that she's saying. Do you understand? You know, is this like how? And sometimes I'm not hearing that there's a difference. So I just need to understand. She says I pinpoint the pink elephant. The pink elephant is there. I didn't make it up. I'm just stating what's there. So I'm stating that you're not. You're not even. I just want to come up with yeah, the solution. I just want to come up with the solution. Hold on for a minute, Sandy. Police the police. Okay, Sandy. So you think that I'm saying what you're saying is incorrect or it didn't happen. Or you think that I'm saying that it, was, it wouldn't have been disparate, there wouldn't have been a difference if the color was different. I'm not, I didn't say any of that. No, I think I was I'm stating you're saying it's perpetuating the division. That's what you told me. You said the Wait a minute. But Sandy, I'm not I was the That's thing I was I'm, pointing I'm to is not what you perpetuating the, the division. Uh, but Sandy. Sandy. Sorry. I'm pointing to you that I'm not pointing to what you're talking about. That's it. I ain't diminish it. I'm not denying it, and that was not my conversation. Okay. So, what you were saying so that my... All I'm going to say is... Like, like, I, I hear the both of you. Um, and, Ms. T.B., you are right. You know, sometimes we do have to look into other alternative actions to be able to get the result that we truly want. Um, it, it's what I believe that I'm hearing you, hearing you say. Um, but I think that... And, and you know, I, I believe that what you're saying, Sandy's saying, is that, you know, it's a us versus them mentality. Um, when, I, when I look at the whole situation, just as a whole, um, and a lot of people may not like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, I believe that the thing that harmed African Americans or black people, whatever you want to call them the most, was integration in America. And the reason why I say this I is have a question, because y'all. We... Yes. Oh, let him finish. I do. So, I, so... I, 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 I did, I'm, I'm going to let him finish, Sandy. I just wanted to let you all know I had a question. That's all. Okay. Well, go ahead, DP, finish. So the reason that I say this is because I think that with the integration movement, we believe that, hey, if you just allowed us to come in and be a part of what you have and we can – get through the door and be treated like you, things will be better. And unfortunately for us, things have gotten worse for us because we've lost a sense of identity. And and what I mean by that is um, black culture is hard to look for in many areas um, of, of the country. Um, I live in a, I live in a, I live in a place in Arizona where, in my opinion, black culture is just about obsolete. Um, so I believe with that, I, I say that to say um, where the us versus them mentality comes in happens when we've got in, we tried to play ball, you know, we, we, many of us have done things to be rightful citizens and, and do things the correct way, but they still don't want to allow us in. So it's hard for us to say, well, how do I continue to um, how can I say it? How do I continue to work with you when everything you're doing is showing me you don't want me here? 
And I think that that's what this situation proves to us at how there's a difference of how a young black man is treated to the different than a young white man is treated. I mean, look at the let's compare the 17 year old kid to Trayvon Martin. When I saw stories of this young 17 year old kid, they showing pictures of him and doing community talking about he's doing community services, cleaning up the neighborhood before the shooting. Yet Trayvon Martin, they said, oh well. You know, this guy's dead. Oh, he had weed in his system. What the hell does that have to do with anything? It's the act at hand. Yes, one moment you can think one way, and then the very next moment something can trigger you and you can think another way. In this whole Kenosha shooting, this young man had a rap sheet. I'm talking about he's got about three to four misdemeanors after misdemeanor after misdemeanor. Yet, when we look at uh, the young guy, uh, Jacob, who was shot in the back, they're trying to say now, well, you know, he had a warrant out for his arrest. But you weren't there for that warrant. You didn't know that he had a warrant until after you shot him. There's a standard. There's a standard here, and, and that we all have to realize it just is what it is. Like, a lot of people say, you know, we shouldn't look at this world black and white. This world has been black and white. Before you and I was born, it's going to be black and white. It's intentionally black and white. It's intentionally. That's what this country was built on with that intention. To divide resources inequitably across races. It's intentional. Yes. Go ahead. But that's, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I thought I thought you had a, I thought you had something to follow up with after that. So. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Go so, it, so I mean, the conversation now is whether we're going to dispute if it's inequitable, if, if, if there's no equality, and there isn't. That I don't I don't even get why we have these goddamn on conversations. They about drive me mad. Like, how much evidence do we have to collect to know there's no equality? To know that there's unfair distribution of resources and allocation or, um, uh, what should I say, um, how the laws are acted upon is unfair. Like, how many conversations and how many proofs and how many back and forths Right now, what's disheartening yeah. to me about it is that it does nothing but further divide. It does nothing. Well, I think it allows some. Well, I think it, it, so, so. The one thing that black people are not prone to doing is going to therapy. So I do believe that a lot of this allows us the opportunity to get what we feel off our chest. And I'm offering it to you. I actually am. Mm-hmm. I'm actually offering freedom from the mess because we don't get the mechanism in play. And it doesn't really involve, except for, I guess, people who are unable to, I think everybody could. But there's a mechanism behind all of it. That if we had insight, we would know to do differently. We don't do better because we don't know better. Okay. And that's my I whole could, conversation. 
I, I could agree. I, I, we so perish I agree because of no. lack of knowledge. That is what I'm pointing to. That's the conversation that I'm in. But it's not a our conversation. It's not, you know, a 10-minute here, throwing this and throwing that type of a conversation. But trust me, once you get it, you're going to be like, holy crap. So it's like it is. Once it you is. get it. And, you know. I, what, um, I don't even know what does that mean. What is what it, it is what it is mean. Well. And I'm not being facetious. I don't get what you're pointing at. I didn't take it that way. I didn't take it that way. But oh, for no, me, what oh, I. Oh, no, no, no. It, it is what it means that. no. I mean, it is what it is. It's like no matter what happens, it's not going to change. It just. No, that's not the truth. Going to, the lies you tell. Oh, that, that, that's not the truth. That, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It hasn't changed. No, it's not. No, it's not. It hasn't changed because we, not just the race, but we as humans don't even know how we are the ones recreating it over and over and over again. It's us. I th- that's just human Not just the white right people, just, black people too. I, it's I it's, it's human nature. Okay, so human no, nature. it's not human nature. It's not. It's not human nature. It's not inevitable. Is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you that once you get it, then you'll be able to take a new action. Okay, so this once you get it, once you get it, you take a new action. But however, there we have to accept that there are going to be people no, that will not get it. There are going to be people that Wait. don't want to get it. Hold on for a minute. So. I'm going to tell you exactly what this information is, Sandy. Let me tell you what this information is. At one time, there were people that would die that the earth was flat. They would die. Then there was someone that came in and said, yo, I don't know if they said it that way. I have evidence the world is now flat. It's round. And you're absolutely right. There were going to be people, and there were people who held tight to <laughs> that the earth was flat. You're right. But damn it if the conversation isn't new. Will it take something? Absolutely. See, that's why but did it like revolutionize what was available to people? It absolutely did. So, so what? There's going to be some people that don't get it. So what? But then that At some point, there's going to be a turn of time. That means there's going to be that more people that will die okay. unnecessarily because... The person that I'm here having to have, I want to have a logical solution to this disconnect we have. But the person trying to have a logical even. solution, they are, they insist, use your analogy, Miss TB, the, the world is flat. And fuck you for telling me it's not. And bullshit you. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to tell you the world is actually round. Fuck you, the world is flat. No, I'm trying, let me show you. Wanna, you. I don't want to see shit. You want to. You, the world you want a quick solution. You want a quick. You want a quick. You want a quick solution. You want a quick solution for something that wasn't created quickly. This crap that exists today has been in motion for a very long time. 
So it's not going to just go away just like that. 100%. It doesn't happen that you're way. You're absolutely right. 100%. I absolutely right. So you're right. Until, until the, turn, the tides turn, Sandy, you are absolutely right. There's going to be casualties in the meantime and between time. But that don't mean you don't make the movement. Sure. That sure. don't mean and, that and you don't take the new action. I, I get it. I it's get just it. not going to be quick. But for some, it's not going to be quick. But for some people, but for some people and I'm going I'm to be real with you, it can be quick. And I know a solution that could work, but it would require for us to trust one another. And that's just the thing that I don't believe is in our community. And people say, well, wait a minute, though, but do you know why? Do you know why, DP? Yeah, because we've Because they abuse. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Now you're pointing to it, right? So do you know that the brain, 24-7, even when we sleep, collects data from our, our environment through our five senses, and it stores it. And from it, it creates views. Okay. Right? So you're right. There are views in our community that would have them not trust because at some point the the brain has data to create that view on whatever, whatever the trigger is, whatever the the stimulus is that happens, Mm -hmm. right? And it does it on our behalf. We think that we are the ones running the show and our brain is. It's automatic. 100%. Okay? And how you know that is because every time we come up against something, we don't have to sit there and think, okay, now this is a tree. What? We don't have to keep relearning it. You know, so what's that called? Or what should I say? So the minute you open your mouth, you know that that automatic process in your brain is at work. Now, from all of it, the brain even collects the information that is written and that is tissue. It doesn't even have to be real, but the brain will treat it like it's real. So what's running the show are these automatic views that the brain creates when it predicts how we should interact with a situation. Now we're in the race conversation. You know what we've been exposed to historically, right? Yeah. All the way from a long time ago. Hold on. Hold on. And so automatically we react the machinery of us. And we think that we have our views and our views actually use us to keep it in place. To, main, no. to maintain the status quo, quo and the divisiveness, that is the view, views that are based on past-based experiences. So we call it curse. It ain't a curse. It's the brain. But again, and once you try to step, once you step outside of it, it reacts like, "Oh my God, danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger." And usually what we do in response is retreat to what we know. So, of course, I have, because, I am not surprised that everybody is resisting. 
Miss TBL, what we 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 resolve to what no. You guys, I want to play on that what you said. We resolve. No, to we what don't. We know. Your brain does. Sandy, you're okay, not whatever. in control. Your brain results to what? No, you not know. whatever. See, whatever will have you still in prison. That is it's not fine. whatever. You may have that mindset. Listen to me, you, you may have that mindset, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing. It's not with a mindset, that. Sandy. So the person that you're trying to have that communication with may not. As I'm saying, so it, it, going back to my but right now, Sandy. Right, I know. I know. I was trying to change your statement. This wasn't a failure versus Sandy conversation. I'm just inter- in- introducing something to consider. And again, what I'm going to tell you, because it took years. If y'all want to call it conditioning, let's call it conditioning. It took years for your your brain to be in this automatic loop. It is not going to take a de-escalation because let me tell you something, and this is what I'm a, I bet you. And if I wasn't inside of my movement, I would sit and cross my legs with a lawn chair and a glass of red wine and watch. You can create all the de-escalation processes that you want to. The thing that is running the show, unless you address it, if it doesn't come up inside of the police situation, racism is going to show up. And all you have to do is look historically what has happened. No matter what has been done, no matter what has been accomplished, racism shows up some other way. And it's because of that mechanism. So if you want a Band-Aid, work that out. So... But I that, promise you, unless you address the mechanism I'm telling you, racism is going to continue, and you will be forever fighting fires when it shows up. Now. But we have to start somewhere. And just like you said, this has been going on for centuries, and we can't get rid of it overnight. And there's going to be some more deaths. There's going to be some more, you know, unwarranted shootings by police officers because I, you know, it's being shown in a lot of social media. A lot of things have been going on behind the scenes now because we have social media. It's now prevalent, and a lot of people pull out their camera, their phones, and they're video recording police brutality, and the police don't stop. So, right, there's a lot of this stuff that's going to continue to go on, and it's not going to change overnight. But we can't be afraid to take a stand. And a lot of change starts with yourself. You know, playing on Michael Jackson, starting with the man in the mirror. If we want to make a change, let's start with ourselves. And a lot of stuff, sometimes niceness is contagious. And and I don't know what the answer is. I don't have a spill of hate in my heart. You know, I don't know how to get the police officers that have a spill of hate in their heart out of that position where they have guns and they have this mentality I don't know what the solution is, but we cannot, A, be afraid to have the conversation, B, point out the pink elephant, and C, let's draw up some possible solutions that can help us all, you know, because we got people out there that they they want to 
preserve their race and want to get rid of everybody. They wake up mad and angry just because. I don't know why. I think that's more stress than needed. Um, but they are out there, and they're going to be out there. But if you know better, your heart tells you, like you know what it feels to feel good. You know what it feels to feel bad. And if that person is not, you know, it's, I don't know what the answer is, but I wish that people that are in a position of authority, police officers, politicians, and stuff like that, that they had more of an even-kill mindset, that they were more fair than they are anything else. I would like them to be more in those positions and to deal with the criminals, to deal with people in a more fair manner. You know, that plays a tap. That's, that's, you know, but, but we're human at the end of the day. And I don't know what so the you answer think, is. So you think that the police do that? Wait, I'm, I, can I ask the daggone question? Yes, you may. Go ahead. Thank you. So you think that the police that are doing this think that they're doing something unfair? Or do you think that they are, they think that they're in their right? I... Don't, I don't know what they think, but my guesstimate is of Kenosha police, because they chose to react the way they did, they felt that they were reacting fairly in their mind. On the outside looking in, okay. I don't think they were. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. If, if you want something to be fair, as far as your standard of fair, then maybe some people don't have that access to that standard of fair that you have. Like, fair does not look the same way to everybody. I get it. I get it. I get it. But with fairness, as you're a police officer, is that that police officer is not a judge. And if you get a suspect, a large suspect, and he's unarmed, my first reaction, if I'm I'm trained to protect and serve, is to bring in the suspect um, and book them so they can go to trial. My first reaction is because I have a fleeing suspect and he's unarmed, I'm not going to shoot him. I'm going to run after him, detain him or her, arrest them, and bring him into custody. This should be a common practice. Not if you think, not, not if you think your life is in danger, you not. The lies you tell. Well, you know, I'm do, do you not civil, kind, and, and, and logical when you think your life is in trouble or in danger? Well, you know, I'm that these cops honestly think a seven-year-old walking with an AK shot on his 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 body, and he does not get shot at once. I don't understand. If you got a person that's walking they're around, they view the white male. Yeah, they view they uh, view different between black what's dangerous between white and black people. I agree with you. I get it. And, you and what I'm telling you is that you think I, I'm not here to argue. Uh, you were asking, what do I think? I think, I think, if I was a police officer and I saw an unarmed individual, male or female, not regarding their race, and they are unarmed, whether they're fleeing for me or whatever, they're unarmed, I'm going to catch them, detain them. My first reaction is not to shoot and kill them. So that's not my reaction. Well, when he reached in the car, he that's reached in the car, they didn't know whether he was going to get a nana. I'm not disputing that. They didn't know. They didn't know whether he was reaching for a gun or not. He reached in his car. He reached in his car without having a conversation. That's my what my thing is. 
But I also think that this procedure should be across the board. If a police officer, and they have body cams on, so they implement the body cams for these police officers. So if a police officer is seen, and we analyze the video, Sergeant Sandy, police officer, you know, Sandy, you see the suspect. This suspect was unarmed, Sandy. This suspect was fleeing from you. But yet you you decided to unload seven shots, 10 shots, 50 shots on this individual. You will be held accountable for murder because this suspect, although fleeing from you, your first reaction, second reaction, third reaction, his reaction was to shoot. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you, if I had a suspect, particularly a female and a male, and particularly if he reached in his car, I don't know what he's reaching for. That's fine, but but that's that's you. So it wasn't like, oh, innocent him. He was just walking away aimlessly, so it didn't look like something. He reached in his car, but with the minute I saw him walk to his car, I said, ah, shit. That's before he even they shot because I knew the minute they reached that he they reached in, particularly since he wasn't following orders. But and I'm and y'all, please, I'm not saying it was right. I'm not. Particularly since it was inside of an aggravated conversation, I wouldn't know what homeboy was reaching for. I get it. I get it. And this is like, and, and you know, we're going to go into a break, but I, we're going into our second hour. We're going to lighten the conversation up a little bit more, but I get what you're saying, Ms. TB. Your incident, you will be more, I guess, in line to what the police officers did. I see him walking to his car. I see that he's unarmed. And my first reaction, I'm going to follow him to his car, watch him open the driver's side, and shoot him point blank range in the back. That's your reaction. I don't think that reaction is open right. Open his car the and officers don't call like that reaction. Is right. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Reach in the I, car and bend into right. it. He wasn't just getting in the car. He was bending down like he was reaching for something. From the angle I saw. Okay, isn't that fine? I don't know what I don't know what angle you saw. He was he was trying to get in the car to drive off. His three kids were in the car. What is he going to reach no, for? No, then 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 it, the just like I said from the end, all I saw him was bent over, and the minute he bent over, they shot. No, he bent the only the only time he bent over is when he got shot. He fell. Well then, I, I saw it the, from I the watched, other I side. Watched, well, I. Well, you know, my thing is I watch it from the other side of the door. And and again, I'm not saying it's right. I absolutely get it, and I get it more than I like to get it because I got four black males at a huge that can't even walk in their own neighborhoods without getting stopped and harassed by the police. Ask for IDs. They stop cars, and they lie and say they smell weed. Well, these you know what I'm saying? So they have a reason. So I get it. And <laughs> DP, I didn't even mean, posted on your page that you, you were held by gunpoint by a police officer. And I want you to share that experience with us before we go into our some music, a breakdown. We're going to focus on some positive no, things. I, and things. I, mean, but, I didn't say I was held at gunpoint. What I said. Paint that for our listeners. What that was what like and how old were you and what happened? Yeah. So 
I'm not going to say I was held at gunpoint because held means you're there for a specific amount of time. I had I had a I have had a cop draw his gun on me. So I was 14 years old. I'll never forget it. Late night, me and my family lived in an apartment building. Now it was a custom, you know. Some nights we'd hear people bamming on the door that may have forgot their key. They couldn't get into the building, and so therefore they they bam at the front door until somebody comes and opens it. So being on the first floor of the apartment unit. It was a custom, you know. In the middle of the night, you hear somebody bamming. You gonna let them bam, or you or you gonna get up, open the door so that they can get in, and you can go to sleep. So this one particular night, I got up to open the door. Who I opened the door for was actually uh, what they, what they call it, the uh, the riot squad, and the cop yeah. put a, a, the cop put a gun, a rifle, directly to my head. I don't know why they were there in the building, but they were looking for somebody. And all I could do was put my hands up and yell, man, I just opened up the door for you. I'm trying to go to sleep. And once they saw I was no threat, they ran off and they went in the direction that they assumed their suspect was in. So at 14 years old, yeah, I had the gun pinned to my head. Um, one of those things that, to be, be quite honest, I never thought about after that point. It it was just like, all right, this is what happens. You know, when cops feel like they want to do certain things, they do it. Um, and, and, and I just always saw it as that way. And it just happened to be on this media, social media. I mean, on this week, someone brought up the fact of, man, how old were you, uh, you know, when a cop pulled you over and, and, and had a gun in your head or, or, or pointed a gun at you? I was 14 when that happened. So even then, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, to me, at 14, this was reality. I lived in the hood. This was reality. So I just thought it was something that, hey, a lot of, a lot of us actually experienced. And, it, and so, like I said, it didn't have any uh, impact on my life as a whole. Well, some people may be like, yeah, it did have an impact on your life because you believe that cops should do that to you. It's just the way I've seen it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was supposed to be breaking for a long time ago, but DP, for for you to go through that, and I have uh, two black sons. I know Miss TB has sons as well, and we, for me, I know I have to tell my sons, you know, if you do get pulled over by the police, you know, obey the commands by the police officer. You can't go and just jap off, and and you cannot react that way because that police officer. He may are uh, he she may already have a vendetta against you because of maybe your race, maybe the day they had, maybe because they whatever and they're taking their aggression out on you. So you have to be as calm as possible and not only active as possible. And um, I guess the reality of we, it is, Sandy, it's the reality. Is your kid can do what, your kid. I mean, your kid can do whatever they want to do. And and what I mean by that is, so people are like, wait a minute, what do you mean by that? He can comply with everything that the officer says. And if that officer's having a bad day, he's going to shoot him. Just is what it is. So, so. And maybe not necessarily a bad day, (laughs) DP. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this officer could be saying, hey, I want my retirement plan today. Let's just say that. 
because that's what happens. They get off on administrative leave. They get web. They get websites that they donate two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars to them, and they get conservatives that sit there and say all he had to do was this. But you can have a video with a young black man or a young black girl doing everything that the officer says, and that still happens. And so that's the conversation that 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 we need to have is, well, how doesn't this happen? And I believe it's a very simple thing when it comes to happening in the black community. We got churches damn near on every block in the black community. I know at least where I grew up, there's there's the street. There's two streets. They're called Burleigh and Center. On Burleigh and Center, now I've been going from the city about twelve I mean about eight years. I left in two thousand and twelve. But if you were to walk on any given day down Burleigh and Center, I guarantee you can count almost sixty to maybe even seventy churches between those two blocks. Well, it's real simple. If the church got involved and started arming members of the community or men, whoever it is you want to want to say, men, women, don't matter to me. But they, they organize where you got black men and women who are a legally able to possess a firearm, legally able to possess a firearm. And you put together a neighborhood watch group within the actual church, and you police the blocks around you. And all it is is, hey, I'm just out here to make sure that guy gets to go home. Look, look also, we're just standing here. Yeah, we got our gun. We just, we, we just want to make sure that guy gets to go home. Yeah, we got our cameras, and we got our guns sitting here, so everything is recorded. But we want to make sure that guy gets to go home. He's either going to go home, or he's going to be arrested. But either way it goes, he's not going to the morgue. If that right there happened, we would see a lot more of our people just being prosecuted for whatever little crime that they actually committed, if any crime, or we'd see a lot of them just leaving and going home. It just is what it is. And the only reason why I say that the church and point out the church is because the church has always been a vital, I mean, has always had a vital role in the black community. The church is the first place where African Americans had titles. The and they actually corrupt. felt like something. And churches that are very corrupt. So, yes, there may be corrupt churches, but maybe they don't play ball with us and get in on this. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's corruption or your son got to get home. And I, and I, yeah, and I tell get in. what it says. My son has to get home at the end of the day. So, therefore, whatever this little petty difference is aside, if we all got to come together for this, then so be it because it's a stronger community. In my opinion, if an organization is in the community and it's not serving the community, I said it again? I just said us versus them. them. No, it's not necessarily us versus them. What it boils down to this, Mm. there's a way that you you have to preserve Self-preservation. So we're watching on television. We die, we, we die in left and right. So, so it's not us versus them. It's, hey, this is what I'm going to do to protect the other young black men around me. This is but what you, I'm going you to don't, do you to honestly, be my brother's So you honestly don't hear a us versus them stance. And I'm not even making it no. wrong. Right? No, but I no, guarantee no, I you that if you take that stand think it's going to solve something, I'm telling you it's going to reinforce something. No, no I, I, so you know one thing that I noticed? So it, it, it's the nation of Islam was very good at this. 
And they pointed out that I mean, within the Malcolm X autobiography is also in that Malcolm X movie. When Brother Johnson was beat by an officer, and he was and he was tossed in the jail cell, in the, and this was in like the 60s. They beat him so bad they left him there to die. But what Malcolm did mm-hmm. is he assembled a group of young black men, and those young black men, the Nation of Islam, a uh, Fruit of Islam members, marched to that police station. They demanded to see Brother Johnson to make sure that Brother Johnson was a okay. They let Brother jo- they let Mark, I mean Malcolm in to see Brother Johnson. Once Malcolm saw that Brother Johnson was was beaten almost unto death, he didn't ask for their permission. He said, "Get me an ambulance." So what I'm saying to you is, in the event that we actually come together, unified, because them brothers was just unified when they did that, and that was six years ago. And for somebody to say, "Oh, bro, that was six years ago. That's not going to work today. They're killing us today. Why wouldn't it work today?" Mm. Well, I'm out. Disappear racism. Period. The whole this whole conversation, what I'm asserting, at some point in time, it will not even exist anymore. That's what I'm out to cause. Not surviving something that everyone feels is forever. I'm out to disappear this conversation. Period. But but see, but see that's, the, well, that's the thing, Miss TB. I, I hear you 100. percent But let me tell you something, sweetheart. AIDS is always going to be here. People are always going to die from cancer. People are always, <laughs> to, people are always, people are always going to die from world hunger. No. Wait it a minute. Is, is, Wait a minute. I don't know. I don't know anything about world hunger because that's not the conversation I'm in. And you might be right about that. No, I guess what I'm right. pointing out is what I, I guess what I'm t- pointing out is people have picked up all these causes. People have jumped on the bandwagon of all these causes, and no matter what, more money has been put into the research. More money has been put into funding. But, hey, none of these things have been cured. I'm telling you. But I just want you to wait a minute, though. Y'all may not be, you may not be alive. You may not be alive to see it. I don't know. I don't know how quickly to turn the tide. But I think in life that I'm going to disappear racism. I'm going to start a movement that actually disappears in all these conversations, every single one of them. You know what? And I, I so appreciate that, but you know, and, and as of right I know, now, don't, and don't say, say it like little pink pink. Just don't don't say it like, oh, you so sweet, little pink pink. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, we can't be afraid to have the conversation because <laughs> I also know when it comes to people in general, when you start disagreeing with them, no matter what their race is, they will disconnect. We cannot ever find a not once they understand that. The conversation. Not, so, not once they understand. Well, not exactly. once they get it. So, my, so we have to a be willing to to listen to a perspective that's different from our own. And I've 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 tried to have several conversations with many people of many different races and genders. And in the moment you disagree or you question their perspective, they want to dis connect and um and so we, we can't hey, so we I, communicate. I don't know if y'all just so saw but so I appreciate let me tell you something I appreciate solo DP Miss T B and the calls that we've had call in to our show who want to at least engage in the conversation. We know that we cannot hey, hey, change hey, hey, your mind that's not our, our our view to change anybody's mind. 
but at least listen to a different perspective other than your own and possibly plant seeds to want us to come together to come up with a solution that we can see some type of change in our lifetime. I would like to Hey, that. I don't know if you've just seen this, but in six six minutes ago, we just lost the guy that played back Black Panther. Chad Bosman just died at age 42 from colon cancer. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Chad, what? Yes, that's why I just just interrupted you. Yes. TMZ is reporting he had a four-year battle with colon cancer, and he just just passed away six minutes ago. Wow. Chad. Hold on. What's the – wait, Chad, wait, wait. I didn't hear you correctly. What's the last name? Bosman, B-O-S-E. M A N. He he was Black Panther. Did you get a place of Black Panther? Yes. He just passed away. Shut up. The guy that played Black Panther passed away? I don't think this is coincidental. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm just looking it up. You guys say it radio, I'm Miss Sandy. Uh the Washington Post is reporting Black Panther actor Chadwick Bosman dies at age 43, four-year fight with colon cancer. Los Angeles Black Panther actor Chadwick Bosman dies at 43 after four-year fight with colon cancer. <coughs> Represented tells AP. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! He didn't tell anyone. I remember died at forty-three. After Chadwick, and this is and this is right here. Um, this this is Seattle Times, Los Angeles AP. After Chadwick Bosman, who played black icon Jackie Robinson and James Brown, before finding fame as real Black Panther and the Marvel. Um, Semantic Universe died Friday of cancer. His representative said he was 43. Bosman died at the home in in his home in Los Angeles area with his wife and family by his side. His publicist Nick Forvante told the Associated Press. Bosman was diagnosed with colon cancer four years ago, his family said in a statement. A true fighter, Chadwick preserved through it all. Brought you any of the films you have come to love so much. His family said the statement. From Marshall to the five blocks, the, the five bloods, August Wilson, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries, chemotherapy, it was, it was the honor of his career to bring King Tatilla to life in Black Panther. I just talked about Black Panther today. Oh, my gosh, that is so crazy. Life is short. You know, I'm going to say this. Life is short. We are not promised the next 30 minutes, let alone tomorrow. And for those that are filled with this racial hate 
unnecessary hate for another person you do not know. It's and 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 it's out. It's so unnecessary to me. And, you know, and if you hold up a higher position as a police officer and you, that anger and frustration you have, I I would ask as a civilian to deal with that before you take, go to work. If you need to take some time off to deal with whatever anger issues that you have going on, regardless in your family, within yourself, to take that time to heal that those wounds and that stuff within you and not take it out on another person. And even that another person, whether it be they are guilty or where they have wronged, but to bring them into justice so they can you know, be held accountable for their actions in the court of law. But for us not to play God, jury, the judge on anyone. I mean, you know, he was dealing with all of that in all his interviews, and it never was brought to the public that he was battling those internal issues. And he didn't take it out on anyone that I know of, despite being diagnosed with that deadly um, diagnosis. That is crazy. Yeah, we're gonna get into some music. We gotta learn, and you know, we we're going into our hour and a half um, standpoint. We, we we got a lot of shit to. Um, to work on in our country and within ourselves. We also got some good things that's going on. In Georgia, 39 children have been found alive, and they were kidnapped, sold to, you know, sex trafficking markets and other things. But under the Operation Not Forgotten, they were found. And now that's, that's a positive thing to bringing these children back home to their families so they can start the healing process. You know, I don't know why people do what they do. I don't. And I and ideally, you know, erasing the color lines and looking at people for their character is ideal, but not everybody's on that page. So how do we interact? Um, let's start with ourselves. Let's appreciate the gift that God has given us. I believe in God. You may not, but I do. And let's work on ourselves. Any issues that we have internally, let's deal with those so we don't take that out on others. This is my suggestion. Stay tuned for our next topic. We're going to get into some music. Get this lightweight. If you want to call in, please do so, 646-668-2574. I'm Miss Sandy. We're going to get into some music. You good, T-Money? 
Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit, the real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is off balance, I'm back on my shit, the bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get, I do not throw powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip, I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish, I roll with some fiends, I love them to death, I got a few mil, but not all of them rich, what good is the bread if my niggas is broke, what good is first class if my niggas can't that's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips Just put the rollie right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, he gave me a gift Back when the rap game was praying like this To act like two legends cannot coexist But I never beef with a nigga for nothing If I smoke a rapper, it's gon' be legit It won't be for clout, it won't be for fame It won't be cause my shit ain't selling the same It won't be to sell you my latest little sneakers It won't be cause some niggas slid in my lane Everything grows, it's death in the change I love you little niggas, I'm glad that you came I hope that you scrape every dollar you came I hope you no money won't erase the pain To the OGs, I'm thanking you now I was watching you when you was paving the ground I copied your cadence, I mirrored your style I studied the grace, I'm the greatest right now Fuck if you feel me, you ain't got a choice I ain't do no promo, still made all that noise This shit gon' be different, I set my intentions I promise to slap all that hate out your voice Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick. I just poured something in my cup. I've been wanting something I can feel. Promise I am never letting up. Money I'm little bro and big bro all at once Just left the lab with young 21 Savage I'm about to go on me jigger for lunch Had a long talk with the young nigga Kodak Reminded me of young niggas from Ville Straight out the project, no faking, just honest I wish that he had more guidance for real Too many niggas in cycle of jail Spending their birthdays inside of a cell We coming from a long bloodline of trauma We raised by our mamas, Lord, we got a heal We hurting our sisters, the babies as well We killing our brothers, they poison the well Distorted self-image, we set up the fair I'ma make sure that the real gon' prevail Nigga I just poured something in my cup I've been wanting something I can feel Promise I am never letting up Money in your palm will make you real Put it on a neck, I got them stuck I'ma give them something they can feel If it ain't about to swat, don't give a fuck Pistol in your hand will make you real
cemetery So no one else can break in You know I'm too dangerous Out here with everyone else Breaking hearts Too late And you already know That I'm guilty as charged I hope this makes it easy, girl I know the shit I put you through Never gets any Nigga like Pimpy, fly through, bout to slide down Space City Top down, she 
money, my engine. She need extensions. Don't be the center attention. Just play your position. Got my life on the yacht mission. Cause they been a vision. Running through these rocks like I'm Moses off the boot. Hop out the trees. Whipping the frog in the lead. Fucking can't breathe. Fuck around over for leave. Out in the street. Chew with the game, make it sweet. Big shot. Fuck it, your name like I'm Steve. Yeah. Bitch, got Hold up, wait. Peanut butter inside. No. Outside. Cocaine white, but he look like this out, this out. Emotional, 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 emotional. Why you emotional? Why you emotional? Ah, bitch, you emotional, yeah. Bitch, got Big shot. Peanut butter inside. Outside. Cocaine white, but he look like this out, this out. Emotional, 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 emotional. Why you emotional? Why you emotional? Ah, bitch, you emotional, yeah. Appreciate life. Go live life because we know life is really short. Just got wind of Chadwick Boswick had passed away due to colon cancer. He played Black Panther. If you guys do not remember him offhand, uh, you know life is so very short, and we just have to make the most of this. And favorite radio platform, we do talk about some very sensitive subjects and. We may agree, we may disagree, we may agree to disagree, but the premise is just to look at things from a different perspective. And sometimes you may, it may click during the conversation or it may click afterwards. But I feel like once you're able to understand something from a different perspective, not to say you agree with it, but to say you understand it, uh, it will just bring us better, more collectively to that solution. Uh, Miss TV has that book, Racing Color Lines, and a lot of it is how a person's mindset looks at a situation. We're conditioned to look at things a certain way. Until we're able to want to make that change, to look at things differently, we're all going to be in this cycle of shit that we're in. And I say change won't come. You know, eventually things will change. I just pray that we're alive to see some of the changes. And I feel like we are. At one point, the NFL, they were condemning um, Colin Kaepernick for kneeling. And now they're saying, okay, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And now the commissioners and they're like, okay, we apologize for not taking um, his stance. You know, with respect, we get it now. You know, there are um, some playoff games that were supposed to take place, and with the NBA and the, and the hockey team, the N, uh, National Hockey League, they took some time off to to say that we don't agree with the way Jacob Blake situation was handled. That is not justice. 
So it's good. We're starting to see change, no matter how small or delayed, but we have to acknowledge this change and people's um, stance, like what's being done is not right. It's not fair. It's not what America, the blend of all cultures, were supposed to be. So we're witnessing change in 2020, no matter how hard it is to look at, no matter how painful it is to see. You know, keep in mind, we cannot heal what we don't reveal. Like, you cannot treat cancer unless you know you have cancer, right? So now all the cancer is being surfaced. It's not being hidden. Now we know what we're dealing with. So now we got to we gotta make some effort to try to, you know, not let it consume us, but we can eventually um, survive. You know, so that's that's the premise. If you want to um, chime in, please do so. Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. We're gonna lighten the load up a little bit. I um I had posted in the state radio group. There is MJ. MJ, he is this gay black man. He he gives a lot of great advice, a lot of great advice. And he has some some um, DMs and messages that align with my DMs and messages that I received that you got women in relationships where they are trying to decide if, or trying to figure out if the man that they're with really is more into men than women. And he was giving some cheat codes of how women can find out or determine, not to say that these cheat codes are just the end all, the be all to this to this deciding factor of whether your man really is gay or bisexual or not, but there's a lot of things that women, we, can, we need to pay attention to. And some of the things he mentioned was um, one, if a man, a, a alleged heterosexual man is homophobic, like he is bashing gay men. He just does not want to look at them in the eye. He's not, he's just really disrespectful. That that is, that's a red flag that that man, he's deflecting. He's trying to deflect his true desires by putting down someone else. So usually when a person has an issue with someone else, they want to bash them and put them down. If you're securing who you are, I don't need to put you down. I don't need to bash you. I don't need to do any of those things So, because I'm secure with who I am. So typically when a man does that, ladies, that should be a red flag. Another red flag he mentioned was um, if a man is overly critical. So a woman um, DM'd him, and I know that I, I experienced this myself, where a man is criticizing you physically, like you're, whatever he's pointing out, he's magnifying all your flaws, all your flaws, and saying this is the reason why he's not attracted to you, because of this, this way, because of your hair, because of this, because of that. He is magnifying everything, and yet he's not perfect. And even if he thinks he's perfect, then maybe he needs, is that to me, if you're sitting here magnifying someone else's flaws, that's an insecurity on you. This is my thing. Um, 
but a lot of women take that so personally. They try to make themselves to be this idea of what he thinks you should be, so they make themselves be that person, and he still cheats. He's still not attracted to you because, boo-boo, he does not like women. He's not attracted to women, period. Uh, and so you got to get, you have to understand these things and not take it personal. If you can have an honest communication with your man, and, oh, another one he mentioned where the man wants to have a threesome, but one of the threesome to incorporate another man. So those are other, you know, other red flags. You know, not some people might be up open to that, and that's fine. You got to determine what is this other man going to bring. Do you want you guys to engage in some penetration, sucking, and shit like that, or do you guys just want to pleasure the woman? So I don't know what that. It, it's all about com, you know, communication. We have to be open enough to have the conversation, and sometimes the information back and forth displayed in that in that interaction, in that communication. It's not going to be received right away. But as long as you're open and willing to have the conversation, you know, there's a solution to be made. You know, I, I, I you know, I, you know, and unfortunately, you know, I, I got a text message from Ms. TV. She's, you know, she said, fuck you, Sandy. I don't, you know, I don't, I, you know, during the music break, I went to the bathroom, came back. And I got this text message. I don't understand where the the hatred or the the mean text came from. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't I don't get it. But again, you know, it's it's ideal we if if we could have a conversation and we can just you know determine the disconnect, we can get past it. But not everyone wants is willing to have the conversation. So I don't know, VP. In regards to women trying to determine if their their man is gay, am I wrong to assume an open conversation will really resolve a lot of necessary questions? And or is am I living in la la land? I'm just I'm helping understand. I mean, I always say if you ask a person to tell that. So, I mean, if you had an open conversation, they should be man enough to act, or woman enough, if a woman is that way as well. Uh, she should, he or she should be able to come out and just say, hey, this, it is this way, and be able to give you that rundown instead of trying to hide it in the closet. That's how I look at it. I mean, I don't think that's a conversation that 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 is something that people need to go back and forth. It's just, hey, either you have these feelings or you don't. If you don't have these feelings, so be it. Just be who you are, as you always say, own your truth, and let it be what it is. Mhm. I, I don't know. I don't know any other way to put it. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. You know, um, I don't know either. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. I do not get it. You know, um, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. I'm missing something. I ain't missing something. But, you know, you know, I, you know, we got less than 15 minutes left in the show. I, I just, you know, our world is not perfect. Our relationships are not perfect. You know, we're not perfect. And I'm not perfect. You know, I, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, it is, I don't know. I just, you know, we, you live your truth and, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's like, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. But 2020, with all the things that's coming out, with all the transparency, um, I'm looking at this in a more positive light. We have a lot of shit that we have to deal with. I would like for everybody to be in a place to have the conversation without um, you know, I you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What what solutions do you propose? Because you got some people that don't want to have the conversation. You got some people that are just they see things the way they see it and they don't want to see it no different. Um so well, I mean, I don't know I mean ultimately it all boils down to being able to respect each other's opinions. Um ultimately. Um and I, I know for a fact it things can hurt. Like like we're in a world today where how can I say it, no matter whether it's cancer, sickle cell, whatever the case may be, we're all looking for uh, a cure for something. Um, it could be, you know, I, I need a cure for being mad or I need a cure for this. And unfortunately, some of those cures, they just don't exist. Um, and I think that as people, we're able to live a happier life when we can just come to terms with things just being how they are. Now, does that mean that you don't go out and fight and try to invoke change? No, it doesn't. But it also comes to a point where, you know, you have that hard conversation with self where you understand, hey, this is what it's going to be. I mean, like, I'll give you an example. Every kid wanted to fly at some point. Or a lot of kids. Oh, I'm not going to say every kid. A lot of kids want to fly at some point. They're like, man, I just want to fly. I want to just flap my arms like a bird and fly. But I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. There is nothing in this world that can make you flap your hands like a bird naturally and fly. You can, you can do all the push-ups you want to do. You can do all the bench curls you want to do. You can eat as light as a feather. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. There are certain things in life that are just outside of the human control. Um, and because they're outside of the human control, we either have to learn how to accept and live with them or we're going to worry and stress ourselves into a grave. Um, in today's conversation, I understood everything that was, being, uh, that was being said here. And the best part about it is, although I may not agree, I can be man enough to say, okay, well, hey, I don't agree, but hey, you continue to think that way. If that's what works for you, you think that way. I'm that person. Always have been, always will be. 
Um, but I think in today's society, you know, life has has always been, especially with us, and I'm going to say us in America, meaning African Americans, it's always been us versus everyone else. I mean, it doesn't matter. We can entertain them. Think about it. Blacks in America have entertained white people. They've cleaned for white people. They've minded their land from white people. They've worked for white people. They've raised white people's kids. Some blacks have stood by white people until they have died, yet they still hate us. If you can do all of those things in a country and you can be there for somebody at every single aspect in which they need you and they still aren't satisfied with you, the problem isn't you. It's not you. Yeah. The, prob- the problem is those that, for, for no matter what it is or what it means, they can't be satisfied, no matter what you do. I mean, there used to be, during slavery times, there were white babies that sucked from black nipples that nursed from black nipples. This is your mama, and she can't even nurse you? Come on now. But this is America. This is the country that many of us were born in and that we lived in. Right. The one thing that, I mean, from Jim Crow, I mean, from slavery to Jim Crow to, to present day, we know that things are the way they are. Do we want them to change? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people say that that change comes by getting out and being able to vote. Right. I would tell everybody, if you got the right to vote, go ahead and exercise that right. right. I understand many people feel that neither candidate is in our best interest. I get it. Right. But you felt that way last election, and look what candidate we got. This candidate you know, has... You know, no, I'm go ahead. We no 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 one's perfect. Our country is not perfect. There's a lot of countries that are far worse off than what we are, and and they and get a lot of a lot of people trying to flee their countries, trying to get to America to get a better life. And um, and I could say this right now. I feel so very blessed. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. Like. I, I, I'm very grateful for where I am in my life. VP, you have a lot of great things going on in your life. New home, new child, just just everything. We healthy. Um, we have a lot of things to be grateful for. Do we have a lot of work? Yes. Um, is we need to make changes? Yes. But in the midst of all this change, where we have to make, I don't want us to lose sight of the things that are going so right, you know, in our life. Mm-hmm. We have to appreciate those those small things, all those small things, big, small, whatever, those blessings are we woke up this morning. We're healthy. Um, you know, there's a lot of corrupt, you know, people in law enforcement and government and our families. Uh, but, we you know, we're made aware of this now. So we know we have to start making changes. So now there's, we're more aware today than we had than we were yesterday. We can make better decisions going forward. 
So, you know, again, we can't heal unless we reveal the shit. It's just being revealed, but we still got to plot, you know, make pro- progression. We have to progress. Um, you know, in the midst of all the chaos, let's not lose sight of the blessings. 39 children that were once missing in Georgia are now found. So let the healing process begin. It's not going to be an easy journey. It's not. But to get up, to face another day, to conquer those things, that is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, I'm going to tell you, next week we have an author coming on. Um, let me get my notes. Steve Samuel, he has a book called Second Chance, Domestic Violence Survival um, Book. It depicts a, a, a woman that had a lot of domestic abuse, but later found love, real healthy love. So I think anything is possible, no matter the pain and the and the hurt and the hate you may have been through, you live to see another day, that another day may bring more peace and more, um, just a more positive outlook that makes, hey, I'm glad I was alive, I'm alive to see and witness and feel this, this aspect. There's so many people that want to give up. Don't give up, don't quit. So if I'm going to leave you with anything, we're going to go through our feelings of anger. I hate you. I want to kill you. I want to kill myself. Or whatever those feelings are, those feelings, keep in mind, those feelings are temporary. Because feelings, emotions, they change very quickly. And a lot of people, you make moves, permanent moves off of that instant emotion, that instant feeling, fuck you, I hate you, I'm going to kill you. And then later on, you're okay. Then you look back, I took somebody's life. Or I took my life. And now my kids are hurting, my wife is hurting, my husband is hurting, whatever. So we have to understand whatever those feelings are, that you recognize those are just feelings and they're temporary, they will pass. Especially if they're negative. And that if you have a your goal, whatever your heart set out to, if you deserve everything you ever wanted, love, fame, riches, whatever those things are, don't quit. Do not quit. If God woke you up this next morning, your gift. That is your gift. DP, do you want to leave out with anything? Oh, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I love it. Stay radio. Tune in next week. We got C. Samuel, Second Chance. I think uh, everyone deserves one, second, third, fourth, fifth. As long as you're living, you're living. Let's, um, let's be better. That's all I got to say. Stay radio. Yeah. I Tell me your mind just said yeah. Play the song over plan yeah. Speaking on the world Speaking on the topic Y'all better not be flocking no. Should know how we rocking If you get
got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, 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 just